the best types of KPIs are the ones that are tied directly to business strategy, business health, and ultimately it comes down to revenue or costs or customer experience. And so there are a number of different KPIs to use that are going to help you understand the success of your digital transformation. The best way to do it is to measure along the way, right? To measure, you know, on a continuous basis so that if something isn't being adopted or if customers aren't happy with it, you can change course. Welcome to the Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on the journey to world-class performance. What's required to succeed at IT transformation in today's business environment? What key challenges do IT leaders face? And what common mistakes do they make? Today, we'll be discussing all this and more with the Hackett Group Principal, Mike Fuller, Director Tiffany Haig, and Manager Matt Williams. I'm Gary Baker, Global Communications Director for the Hackett Group, here with another episode of our Business Acceleration Podcast. Mike, Tiffany, Matt, glad you could join me today. Hi, Gary. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Glad to be here. Mike, why don't you get us started? Talk to us a little bit about the types of transformation that technology leaders are focusing on right now. Thanks, Gary. Uh, The types is probably the right way uh, to describe it because there are many different types. You know, there are companies that have been on their digital transformation journeys for over a decade now. And so what they're really focused on is uh, on the product side to their customers. How can they deliver value much more quickly and then use analytics to identify where the opportunities are and what they're providing, how it impacts uh, revenue and having a positive uh, customer experience um, as well. Um, you know, other digital transformations at the other end of the spectrum include things that are really just focused on rationalizing um, the overall architectural footprint, especially companies that have been involved in M&A. There's lots of duplicative environments, and they're simply trying to reduce you know, three applications into one modern application. So those are two polar opposites, you know, when you think about companies that are leading versus companies that are struggling to, you know, just get caught up. Uh, Tiffany, what, what are you seeing? Yeah, along those lines, to be able to support those technology transformations, IT departments are really having to revisit the people component of that and are looking at their overall resourcing strategy and what they need to to be able to be successful and deliver against those transformational requirements. You know, we find that the leadership may have the right intentions and have the right plans, but they either lack the talent, they have skill gaps, um, in order to be able to to deliver some of those transformations. And certainly, you know, as we go into 2023, um, with some uncertainty around the economic outlook, their companies are really having to revisit budgets, budgets, cost-saving measures. Everything's under the microscope. And, and they're certainly evaluating people and their teams and how they leverage their resources to deliver day-to-day responsibilities, as well as the additional initiatives and transformations that get added to their plate. Okay. Matt, what would you say are the greatest risks and challenges that technologies leaders are facing when they're working on these digital transformation projects? 
Yeah, I think one of the key ones that we're seeing right now is commitment of resources to the transformation. So as leaders undertake some of these large-scale transformations that touch multiple different groups, um, different functions, they need to make sure that they have the commitment of those other leaders to leverage those resources and make sure they're able to uh, reach certain deadlines and milestones. Because otherwise we see companies having to bring on external resources, which can lead to sometimes unplanned costs or modifications to the deadlines. I think another key one that we're seeing is resistance to change. So having a a lack of culture of agility can oftentimes make it difficult to undertake some of these large-scale transformations. Um, And if you don't have effective change management, then you you oftentimes don't get the consistent messaging to all parts of the organization, and you can run into confusion around key aspects of the transformation and misinterpretations of the impacts to different functions. And I think the last one I'll touch on here is complexity of technologies and processes. So anytime organizations undertake large-scale transformations and have those complexities, oftentimes it will make it even harder to estimate how long the individual initiatives will take in the transformation or how many resources are required to complete the initiatives as well. And anytime we see increased uh, technology complexity and process complexity, it, it just increases the number of people who are needed and the increased coordination between each of these groups to successfully navigate the change. Matt, I completely agree with some of those key challenges. I see my clients facing a lot of those challenges today as they embark on their transformation journey. They are definitely struggling with the amount of initiatives that are on their plate the lack of prioritization and the increase in demand. You know, I mentioned earlier as they talk about making sure they have the right resources lined up to the right initiative with the right skills, and they have a gap with trying to fill that from a people management perspective, in addition to competing with the, with the budgets being decreased. Mike, how are technology leaders addressing the kind of risks and challenges that we're talking about here? You know, some of the things that Matt and Tiffany just mentioned really resonate. And, you know, one of the ways is is recognizing that transformation cannot be done off the side of someone's desk, right? Uh, all too often, we go into our clients and they want to transform, but they also have operational uh, responsibilities. And obviously, you know, keeping the lights on, resolving incidents and so forth, that takes priority over everything. So if you're not doing that, you know, uh, nothing else really matters. But then things related to backlogs or, or projects that might not have you know, as much of value as a transformation somehow take precedence because that's what people have been doing you know, day in and day out. And so then when they're assigned, okay, and on top of everything you're already doing, which you know, means you're 125% allocated already, now let's do this transformation. That Often I'll see you know some cool looking PowerPoints, and then nothing happens. And so what I've seen uh, that's really successful is the standing up of a dedicated transformation office, right? And the, this office is 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 lean, right? We're not talking about you know tens and tens or even hundreds of people. What we're talking about is you know an office that reports directly into the uh, CIO or the CDO. That is uh, uh, prioritizes, you know, what transformations need to happen when, right? And if it focuses on, you know, two or three things, 
and then has resources that have allocated a certain amount of their time uh, to that transformation, or even better yet, dedicated resources, especially at the program or the project management level, then all of a sudden, you know, you have, you know, a team that's accountable for a transformation and they're doing it in a way that is focused because they're doing two or three things instead of, you know, 15 things. Uh, so that that focus on what's of the highest value and, you know, having the right resources, uh, dedicating a certain amount of time to that transformation is really the only way that I've seen, you know, these large scale transformations take place. So additionally, leaders face uh, risks and challenges just as a part of running a large-scale program or project. Things like, you know, related to operational duties pulling someone away from a transformation effort. And a lot of things that that technology leaders are doing is simplifying day-to-day operations through workflow automation, through utilizing best practices-based processes, identifying clear roles and responsibilities. Again, it all sounds very basic, but you'd be surprised that just over the years, based upon could be M&A type of activities or just never having documented processes that a lot of this work becomes tribal knowledge. And so it's imperative that as a part of a transformation that you're simplifying operations as much as possible so that people aren't drawn away into that. And then you shift someone having spent you know 70 or 80% of their time on day-to-day operations to 40% of their time, which means that they have more time to allocate to digital transformation type of efforts. So those are just a few that I've seen really have an impact. Matt, what what have you seen? Yeah, going back to the the point around resource commitment and, and the struggles that companies have when partial resources are unable to fully commit to the transformation. Um, you know, one recent client that we worked with, we were um, supporting them in their transformation from um, a, a large disparate group of vendors to a smaller set of strategic vendors. Um, so in part of this, they required a lot of different involvement on their side, but they needed someone to come in and really be the central dedicated resources who were fully committed to the transformation. Um, so we were able to be those points of contact and and work directly with their vendor management office and procurement office to be the central points of contact for all the different IT leaders and coordinate between the vendors that we were interviewing um, and the different functions who were uh, transitioning their services to those new vendors. So I think that that was one example of where having those dedicated resources really made it a lot more smooth. We were able to you know, run the projects, run all the action items and, and make sure it ran smoothly. And I think another aspect that, that I've seen work well is making sure that the organization is ready before taking on the transformation. Um, and that you know can vary between having clear processes or knowing your, your full technology portfolio. But anytime you have that clear documentation, it allows you to more accurately predict how long certain initiatives will take, who needs to be involved, and what the effort is required of each of these sub-initiatives. And it also enables more clear coordination between each of the groups because you have those points of contact, um, you know, outlined from the get-go. Okay. Okay. Tiffany, what can you tell us about the best way to measure progress? Uh, how should leaders, you know, check to know if their transformations are successful in delivering the kind of business value that, that they expected? 
Yeah, thanks, Gary. Great question. I'm certainly a proponent of the old adage, what get measured certainly gets managed. And so I like to encourage my clients during the planning phases or starting to think about their transformation journey and set out their plan of action to really think about some key metrics. I like to recommend OKR, um, stands for Objectives and Key Results. It's a good way to keep progress in front of you um, as you go through your journey, you know, really understanding, defining, and determining a clear objective. And what I mean by that really is, you know, where do you where do you want to go um, as you're thinking about your your transformation journey? And then from a key results perspective, you really want to think about your outcomes. What does the end result look like? Not necessarily you know the specific task that are going to help you execute your transformation. And I always like to say, you know, your key results, pick a couple, three, make sure they're straightforward, they're simple, they're specific, and they're very clear. And then as a transformation team, you can determine, you know, the cadence in terms of when you want to manage it, how you want to manage it. And then if there are small achievable milestones along the way to be able to collect those wins and help you measure your completion along that journey, it's certainly, certainly encouraged. Mike, have you seen any of your clients pick up some key metrics to measure their progress? Um, absolutely. And the ones that don't, as you said, aren't really achieving what they what, what they set out to do. And so, the, I mean, the best types of KPIs or metrics are the ones that are tied directly to business strategy, you know, the business health. And I mean, ultimately it comes down to, you know, revenue or costs or customer experience. And so when we think about metrics or KPIs, the things that we see companies, um, you know, measuring are around adoption. If it's a consumer facing product, we see user experience, and user or, and a customer retention. There's obviously there's ROI, which is you know very traditional or MPV that you know just measure the financial outcomes. And so there are a number of different KPIs to use that are going to help you understand you know the success of your digital transformation. And the best way to do it is to measure along the way, right? To measure you know on a continuous basis, so that if something isn't being adopted or if customers aren't happy with it, you know you can change course. But ultimately, it boils down to number one: Are you even picking? the right metrics. Number two, are those metrics tied directly back to you know the overall business strategy? Because if you miss either of those two key steps, then you're either measuring the wrong thing or you're not measuring anything at all. Matt, talk to us a little bit about uh, you know the role that Hackett plays with, with our clients uh, in this kind of IT transformation work. Yeah, you know, going back to the point that Mike touched on earlier, uh, transformation management offices is a, a key aspect that we're able to help our clients set up. So, you know, as Mike mentioned, these are a key part of the organization that's created to support the transformation execution. Um, and at the end of the day, they're truly accountable for realizing those benefits. Um, and they help to manage the complexity of these multi-year projects and initiatives. And they, they also help to act as those change agents to drive ownership, accountability, um, and make sure that the initiatives are successful. So Hackett, you know, we come in with uh, the governance processes, 
standardized templates that companies need to set up that transformation management offices. You know, in terms of what this really helps the organization achieve, it gives them a good governance structure that sustains these long-term organizational change initiatives. Um, and it also serves as the communication medium that you know the enterprise and executive sponsors need. And you know, oftentimes we see the TMO work in conjunction with the the PMO, the program management office, where the TMO oftentimes will manage the strategic aspects of the transformation and work in conjunction with the PMO, and they manage more of the project management, day-to-day execution as well. And another aspect that Hackett helps with is change management. So we you know, serve as change management leaders and help coordinate across multiple work streams um, as those dedicated resources to transformations. So we help organizations to develop their change approaches, communication schedules, leadership guides for executive sponsors, and help to facilitate events like town halls or one-on-one trainings to help spread awareness of these transformational efforts. And we also help to augment existing change management capabilities by bringing in some best practices for organizations that already have these change management functions established. Tiffany, what are your thoughts on this? Absolutely agree with everything you just said from a support perspective. I've worked many projects where our clients really need to augment their team and they need us to run their entire transformation in addition to standing up the TMO office. And so whether it's one key initiative that's going to help them and it's part of the overall transformation or if we're going to manage the whole program, you know, clients usually have multiple initiatives if they're trying to achieve, as an example, you know, cost savings as part of this transformation. And from a design perspective, from work plan, from executing against, you know, key activities that represent these charters across the initiatives certainly is something that we can do um, to provide support. Our clients look to us really based on our vast amount of IP that we have at Hackett. Our benchmarking data is um, critical in their journey and they will leverage peer group data if they've already gone through a benchmark with us or any data that would be um, comparable to their transformation. So they have some type of guide and know from an achievement perspective amongst their industry or their peers, you know, where the gaps are, where they're doing well at, and then the areas that they really need to focus on. Um, from a best practices perspective, clients often like to start with our recommendations using um, our advisory material so that they have something to start from. And then from there, um, Hackett works with the clients to, to customize and tailor based on, you know, their processes, their organization, their setup, and um, their overall culture. Hey, Matt and Tiffany, you both missed the most important thing that we provide, which is uh, our clients get to work with, you know, Tiffany and Matt, right? And people like them who have, you know, years and years and years of, of experience of actually living through and helping our clients go through these, these transformations. And so our IP, you know, is absolutely fundamental, but our practitioners who've walked side by side, I think that that is uh, something that uh, is critical to the success of uh, the transformations our clients are going through. 
Well, we've never had a commercial in this podcast, but I think that's about as close as we've ever come. So, <laughs> um, just to kind of uh, to to close us out, um, uh, let's go round robin on this one. Go around the horn, give everybody a chance, and talk to us a little bit about key lessons learned. Uh, you know, in your experience, that IT leaders should be aware of. Matt, you want to start us out? Sure. Yeah, I think uh, never underestimate the importance of starting change management early on in the transformation. So, starting these efforts early helps us spread awareness and brings people along throughout the, the process. And it makes sure to you know involve all groups that are being affected by the transformation. And as a part of that, start to create the change networks early on in the transformation. These are a great ways to facilitate communications and make sure that communication is consistent across the entire organization as well. It's important to have those underlying messages that provide continuity and remind people of the what's in it for me aspects. Tiffany, what are your thoughts? Thanks, Matt. I have certainly great points. I have two additional thoughts um, that I typically see with clients that I work with. One of them is the timeline is never long enough. They always underestimate the level of effort and how long it's going to take to complete some of these key activities. And then as they're looking at the budget, and building their business case, we always recommend that they create um, a line item for third-party support. So they've got that additional consulting firm like Hackett to support them and or you know even lead their efforts through the transformation journey. Mike, do you have ad- additional thoughts? I think it really just one additional thought, and I think it ties into you know something that you both mentioned, and it really is about culture, right? I mean, there's all Peter Drucker saying, you know, culture eats strategy for breakfast. And it's true. And the organizational change management uh, in terms of, you know, the traditional, who are my stakeholders? What's the impact? What's my communication strategy? How do I train or upskill people? How do I measure whether or not, you know, the digital transformation is successful or not? All those aspects are important in ensuring that the culture is in line with the transformation that t- that's taking place. Uh, so really, yeah, I know it sounds soft, and trust me, as someone who back in the day was, was coding and doing operational work, hands on the keyboard type of stuff, if I would have heard 20 years ago, oh, culture, I would have just shook my head and, and put my spinny propeller hat back on and, and started coding away. But as I've grown older and hopefully wiser, I have seen that the focus on culture and, and OCM, organizational change management, is really what enables digital transformations to be successful. Okay, great stuff. Uh, Mike, Matt, Tiffany, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, thanks for having us, Gary. Thank you. Listeners, if you visit the show notes page for this episode, we'll be posting links to where you can register and download several pieces of relevant research, including our IT key issues and our digital world-class technology research. Thanks for listening, and we hope you join us again soon. Thanks for listening. You can find the audio, helpful resources, and a transcript of each episode at podcasts.thehackagroup.com. If you liked this episode, please share it. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. We'd welcome your feedback by tapping the rating on this or any episode or send us an email at podcast at thehackagroup.com. The Hackett Group is a global leader in defining and enabling world-class performance. 
Learn how we can assist with your improvement journey at www.hackagroup.com.